Hello everyone, Yasas, and welcome to our fifth Greek genealogy webinar by Greek Ancestry. We've already made it to the fifth webinar and we still have things to, to talk about, which is great. Um, last week we talked about Asia Minor records and uh, reception was great, we had many uh, questions. Um, today we are returning to our discussion of different types of Greek genealogy records. So far we've talked about uh, voter lists, mail registers, census records and municipal registers. In case any of you missed uh, a webinar that's fine, you can find all uh, videos on YouTube and you can also listen to the webinars through all major podcast platforms. So don't worry if uh, you miss uh, a webinar or two. I see we have people from Australia again. I want to thank those especially because it's really, really early in the morning down there. So um, today's topic is civil and church records. They are two different types of records, however they also complement each other. They are also very similar. So, civil records are birth, marriage and death records kept by the municipalities. As we were saying last time, I think, um, a municipality is a group of villages or towns Every municipality has its capital, its mayor, a council, and clerks. And one of these clerks is the registrar. In Greek, that's Lixiarchos. And the registry office is the Lixiarchio. Now, registry offices officially started with a law of 1836, pretty early. It was the mayor's duty to keep all these records, so the mayor was the registrar back then. However, for about two decades, no one really took that law seriously. Uh, there were new laws, they were not really effective. So, long story short, the oldest civil records are from 1859 for Athens, Piraeus, some islands, but they are not complete. So only a few people would actually register uh, these uh, vital uh, events, mar uh, births, marriages and deaths. The change, the big change, happened um, in the 1920s. In 1920 there was a new law which was uh, implemented in 1925 and this is when systematic record keeping started. Now these uh, civil records they include all the information you would expect to find, you would wish to find in a birth, marriage or death record. Uh, the names, the father's, the parents' names, age, occupation, residence, whatever. Um, the problem is that since most of them started in 1925, they cover a very short time period. And the second issue has to do with their accessibility. So these records they are kept uh, at the municipalities, so it's not easy to just show up and ask to see those records. It's, 
it's a process and um, you will not be given the opportunity to do uh, a detailed research. You may be given the one certificate you're looking for but you will not have the chance to really dig into the records. And of course the question is if civil records generally start in 1925 is there another way to find uh, older birth, marriage and death records? And the answer is yes and this is uh, where church records come into the discussion. So there are two categories of church records. Those created and kept by local priests and those cre uh, kept at the metropolis. The metropolis is the diocese. It's the administrational um, headquarters of um, the pre uh, an area's priests, right? So every metropolis has its bishop, who is like the, the head of this uh, institution. So in the first category, the local church books, they include births, marriages, and deaths. But we are, in fact, talking about registers, indexes, indexes of births, indexes of marriages and of deaths. So you will have, you will see great information uh, in that in those records, but do not imagine um, a, a record in the form of a certificate. Right, it's going to be uh, a line, just one line with the information. Great information, but not a certificate. Now, these are still kept by the local priests, and as you uh, may guess, we have again an issue of accessibility because these records are kept at the priests' houses most times. Um, so Again, accessing the records is not really easy, let alone doing an in-depth um, research. And of course, as the priests change, there is an issue of preservation. Many uh, of these records are kept in not good uh, condition, uh, many of them get lost, so it's really... Uh, uh, this this type of record is in danger right now the second category the records kept at the metropolis we're talking about marriage records only so at the metropolis you will find only marriage records so this is what happened when a couple wanted to get married they had to have a permission by the local bishop so the local priests the priest of their village would send a letter, an application, to the bishop explaining that, you know, there's this couple, uh, these are the names, the, the age, they are not uh, very closely related to each other, which means that the marriage uh, is legitimate, it could be, would be legitimate, and then the bishop uh, answers by giving, in most cases, his uh, permission. So, in fact, these uh, metropolis records are marriage licenses collections. These collections consists, consist of two types of records. You have, on the one hand, the register of all the issued licenses, 
the, the licenses issued by the metropolis and then you have the, the applications and the licenses themselves which is great so ideally you want to have the register the, the license and the application and the application is where all the great information is because this was the original source of information the license was based on the application and the register was based on the license correct um, now the oldest metropolis records seem uh, well <laughs> the oldest metropolis records I've seen uh, are the metropolis of Sparta and the earliest registration the the earliest license is of uh, 1836 uh, many of the old records however have been lost uh, there are many cases where we have the index but we don't have the license or we have the license and we don't have the index now the information you can find in these uh, in this collection it's really uh, it's really amazing um, except for the the basics so the, the names and perhaps the, the father's name the village each like the groom and the bride came from uh, and also the whether it was their first or second marriage you might might also find any sort of documentation that the priest, the local priest who made the application, found relevant for, uh, for in the context of this application. For, for, so, for example, you can see uh, dowry contracts, which is amazing, or you can see municipal documents, documents created by the municipality in order to prove that, you know, this individual really is from this village. Now, accessibility again an issue uh, there these records are kept at the metropolis so you need to go to the metropolis they are not digitized they are not indexed and many of them are in very very bad uh, condition many of them get lost so <laughs> another another collection another type of uh, record in in danger now this is the, the core of what I wanted to bring up but before I start uh, answering the questions uh, let me tell you uh, what we did in Sparta so because I, I guess that many of you are, are going to ask these questions so let me uh, talk about this first so Carol Kostakos Petranik who is our uh, chat moderator in all the webinars and I we went to Sparta about three or four years ago um, we saw these records the, the Metropolis records and we were astonished by you know the information they included so long story short um, we asked the priest if they would be interested in having those records digitized and they said yeah sure okay and then Carol uh, had to find out how we were going to do it so we are really uh, blessed that my heritage actually got interested in this and they funded the whole project and now these records are available on their website 
about uh, a week now. They're on there. Um, so we're talking about the Metropolis records. So Carol spent uh, hundreds of hours, literally, digitizing um, those records. Uh, we are talking about more than a hundred thousand pages she digitized on her own. Uh, what I did, I didn't do the hard work, what I did was organizing the project. So I made all the negotiations with both, uh, both parties. Um, I helped with the contracts and all the, the correspondence and the discussions. Um, I trained a team, uh, supervised the project, so eventually what happened is we now have these records indexed and searchable on my heritage. Um, now, I'm turning to your questions. Start bombardizing me, it's your time to have your questions answered. Um, so, first question, there are so many churches in a village. Is there a good way to go about finding out which one? No. Um, you're right. Some villages, not all of them, but some of them have many, many churches, parishes. So, in order to find which church your family would normally go to, perhaps you need to know where exactly in the village their home was. If the house was, you know, near Church A, you can assume that that was the right church. The, the records would be kept there. But there's no other way to, to know. Can you give some examples of how records get lost? <laughs> well, I don't know who I... <laughs> Carol sends me the, the questions in a private uh, chat we have, and I don't know who asked this question. It's a really good one. I don't want to say too much, uh, but as you understand, when many, many people are involved in uh, exchanging, you know, all these books, many priests, you know, new priests and new priests, there is a danger that this uh, record will be lost uh, somewhere on the way. Some of them, uh, when, when I say they get lost, they also get destroyed. I've seen records, uh, church books, in uh, drawers, uh, filled with um, coffee. Uh, I've seen uh, church records in basements uh, by the wood for uh, fire and um, oil for eating. So these are some ways in which records get lost. Also, perhaps you should know that, there are um, people who have uh, borrowed such records for good. So these are now not uh, accessible. Would the priest make concessions from orphans seeking records after doing their DNA and connecting to their birth family for the first time? I don't know. I This is a question I really can't answer. It really depends on the priest's um, interest and uh, willingness. Um, the good thing is, like, if you have a DNA matches 
uh, and they were close enough, and there are um, local church records, you can perhaps find you know, the other branches of the family and then um, get closer to, to yours. Is it possible to get these types of records for Tholopotami Hios? I guess this was a question by Diane. Um, yeah, it is possible, but someone would need to go to Tholopotami, uh, the, the village itself, and the headquarters of the uh, metropolis of Hios, in Hios, in the, in the town of Hios. So, these records, uh, theoretically, they are available for the entire country, for every part of Greece. But this preservation question, it's always, uh, you know, it really, everything depends on that because there are metropolises which have not preserved the, the older uh, records. There are metropolises like that of Sparta which have preserved them uh, systematically or, you know, uh, they did their best. Um, there are priests who are very careful with the records and there are others who are not. So, as you understand, this is, uh, it, it really depends, it really depends. I'm only looking for proof of birth of my grandparents, so it sounds like my best bet is to find the municipality in Sparta for the two villages in which they were born. Is this correct? Um, especially, um, so you say you're looking for proof of birth. If you are trying to get dual citizenship, you need to go to the municipality in Sparta because this is the only way you will get an official, uh, a certified certificate um, of birth which you could use because the priest could not really, um, could not really write an official paper saying that you know I have this name in my records. Okay, one more question. Would it be advantageous to contact Ancestry? After all, this is the largest DNA database of all the DNA companies. Um, if this is the same question uh, with uh, about the, the the biological family and DNA I answered before, um, the good thing, what I would do if I were you, I would be to upload my DNA data on all DNA platforms. So I would recommend MyHeritage because it has an increasingly um, large European database and many Greek people are now tested uh, with that company. Um, also GenMatch is a great platform, very, very perhaps not the easiest to use, but it's really, really uh, useful. If someone was a physician by the turn of the century, is there a way to track that person, his family, in Thessaloniki? I'm not sure there were not many doctors there at the time. Any registers by profession? Um, uh, record, civil records from Thessaloniki um, exist. They do not really go back uh, in time because Thessaloniki became part of Greece in 1912. So most records uh, start from there, 1913. Um, however, 
Go to our website, GreekAncestry.net, go to search Thessaloniki. We have uh, indexed the entire voter list of Thessaloniki of 1915, so you may be able to find the um, Sam of the family in there. And about voter lists, that was the first webinar we did, so perhaps you want to, to go back to that one and, um, you know, to learn more about the records and stuff. It's only part of my heritage. My heritage, yes, it has only the marriage records of the metropolis of Sparta. However, it has also, we <laughs> indexed the civil records of Corfu. And that's, I'm, I'm glad you're asking this question. That's a really interesting collection. The, the final records of Corfu, they start in uh, 1841, I think, under British uh, rule and they go up to 1932. They are very good, especially the marriages um, collection, the births is not really reliable. Um, so, uh, it also has Corfu, Sparta, and it has indexed the voter lists of the Vlachoyanus collection. Again, for voter lists, watch the first uh, webinar. And that collection, the voter list of the Vlachoyanus, um, it covers a great part of the part of the country. But these are voter lists. So about church records, only Sparta, civil records, only confirm my heritage. Do you have plans of digitizing records from any other metropolis? Yes. Um, I cannot reveal much for marketing reasons, but uh, yes. What would be the metropolis of Garthiki in Thessalia? We have been told that my great-grandfather was a Greek Orthodox priest in that area. How would I find that information? There are many, many metropolises in Greece. For example, uh, in Laconia, there are two. There is the metropolis of Sparta and there is the metropolis of Mani. So I'm not really sure which metropolis Gardiki would belong to. But yes, you should expect uh, to be able to, to find records from there too. And I really hope you will manage to find records with your great-great-grandfather's signature on them. Uh, especially, you know, if he was a priest there, you, you may be able to find records he kept for the village, which would be great. In fact, my uh, great-grandfather and my great-great-great-grandfather, they were priests uh, in a village near Sparta, Hieraiki, and I have seen, um, you know, the records they kept uh, as priests, as local priests of this, uh, of this village. So for, for Gardiki, you should uh, see which metropolises uh, there are for Thessalia, and see where uh, Gardiki belongs, and then contact them. However, uh, to be honest, sending an email would not really work. I would recommend you send a letter um, in Greek, uh, or go there uh, in person, when that's possible. How far back do the records of my heritage go, and are they marriage records which would show maiden names? So the, as I said, the civil records of Corfu and my heritage 
start in 1841 and go up to 1932. The marriage records of the Metropolis of Sparta on my heritage they start uh, on, uh, in 1836 and up to 1935, so a hundred years, which is amazing. Uh, the marriage records, yes, they include maiden names, and in fact. Uh, this is what I was saying before, you can find all sorts of information in there. For example, uh, if the father was dead, you may you will find the signature of the mother of the bride, for example, or a cousin, or a brother, or a, I've even seen this, uh, a grandfather signing because his granddaughter was an orphan. Um, how soon after birth were babies typically baptized in Greece? I'm wondering about 1800 specifically, but also curious if the trends changed into the 20th century. Um, I'm not really sure. I think... Look, back then there was a very high mortality rate. And many, many children, babies, died, you know, uh, very, very young, uh, as babies. Um, those would be baptized sooner. But in many cases you see that, you know, the, the baby is born today and it's baptized in a week. Or uh, some weeks, many weeks could pass. So it's not really, uh, I don't think there's really a standard for that. Will Greek ancestry have the same info and resources as my heritage? So, the projects which we did with my heritage were done for my heritage on Greek ancestry you can find things which you cannot find on my heritage so uh, I did this on purpose of course because I didn't want my collections to overlap with my heritage we are very good friends so I don't want to you know you, you understand that um, in the future there might be some overlapping however there will always be uh, content on Greek ancestry which you will not be able to find anywhere else. Um, I, 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 I do not want to, to say much about the, the upcoming projects and collections we're working on. Uh, you will see them, stay tuned. Um, but uh, what I can say is that in the near future, in the next uh, three, four months, you are going to see uh, spectacular collections on Greek ancestry of all sorts. Can you talk about how we go about getting translations done of the marriage contracts? Not marriage contracts, marriage licenses, right? There is a difference. Um, so, my heritage has um, transcribed and translated the, the most important information found uh, in the marriage licenses. Now, uh, on Greek ancestry, I just didn't have time to, to advertise this a lot this week, we will be offering this service. So, for a small fee, you will be getting um, like a form uh, which we will fill out and 
uh, it would include all the basic information included in a marriage license document uh, and for a higher fee if you want a word-by-word -word, uh, translation so it really depends what you're looking for um, to be honest although I'm losing some money now uh, to be honest I would go for the cheaper option because the what you're looking for is the the information you don't care about the the rest of the phrasing you know the priest and blah 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 you want the names the dates you want the ages signatures so this is what we will be offering um, you can contact us about that you just go on the website uh, there is um, uh, a tab extras and help with documents is uh, this service you can just email us or um, contact us through Facebook or Instagram and let us know how we can help do marriage records show parents names yes they do where do you find metropolitan records for Arcadia hmm interesting two metropolises in Arcadia one in Tripoli one in Dimitsan um, and Megalopoli. There are two um, C's for the same metropolis. Um, so, yeah, depending on which area of Arcadia you're interested in, you should um, expect to find relevant records in the corresponding metropolis. It is worth the subscription to find these records on MyHeritage. Uh, the answer is uh, yes. Uh, a more um, uh, detailed answer would be it depends on what you're interested in finding so if you are from Hios currently there's nothing in my heritage which would be relevant if you're from Sparta absolutely don't waste time just go and subscribe if you are from you know uh, Patra where I am now um, we can discuss about it. Now, if my heritage increases, uh, expands its Greek collections, it will be more and more worth to subscribe. The good thing is that Greek ancestry and my heritage are two totally different websites. Um, on Greek ancestry, you don't have to subscribe. So, and I did this on purpose, on purpose, in order to to protect you from spending a fortune because on, on Greek ancestry you can choose which record you're interested in and order that one only uh, so there's no subscription you're not you, know, you don't pay uh, a fee for a year you really decide what you're interested in and pay for that now regarding their marriage contracts in other words, did parents arrange marriages for their children? If they did, was there a contract of some sort between the parents? Is it possible to find them? Who would have them? Or was it just a verbal agreement between the parents? Yeah, in most cases, the parents would uh, decide the marriage. Um, there was the dowry contract. The dowry contract, it was about the property uh, that the the bride would give to the groom uh, the grooms back then they were really lucky because by getting married they already had 
they they are automatically made you know some they, they had some property which was really really important back then so these contracts these are uh, notarial records Carol and they can be found um, well there will be a webinar about notarial records and dowry contracts specifically um, a really short let me tell you they can be found at the GAC, the Jones State Archives, or in local notarial offices. Baptism records, do they exist as well and where? What information would they would, would be included? Baptism records, yes, they exist. They are this um, they're a type of local church uh, book records. Um, they would include uh, the child, the child's uh, name, uh, parents' names, most likely the mother's name as well. Um, the god, uh, the godparent, the priest, the church, the village, the date, uh, and perhaps sometimes they also include the the birth date. Not only the baptism date, but also the birth date. Where do I find the contact info for the municipalities in Sparta? First, you need to see which municipality the village belongs to. <laughs> That's complicated. Um, try Googling it. Uh, go on Google and uh, take a look there. Otherwise, you can just send us a message and we will get back to you and tell you, you know, it's that municipality or it's this phone. But it's always, when we talk about municipalities and churches, it's always best to go there in person or send someone on your behalf. Cemetery records kept. Yes and no. Um, for example, Athens has a great uh, archive of its uh, first cemetery. Um, for uh, for small villages, no, there will not really be, uh, I think, a cemetery register. So this is where things get, uh, get a bit uh, creepy. You need to go to the cemetery and look at, uh, uh, at the stones, one by one, and find the family. But it's not... I would recommend to just stick to death records and not try to go to the cemetery because uh, it's complicated. The, the tombstones were changed, uh, new graves, it's, uh, it's, it's a mess. Are there any plans to digitize other areas outside of Sparta, specifically Galaxy, the area? Yeah, I said, as I said, we are going to digitize more. Greek ancestry is going to digitize more. I, I, but I cannot say which areas. Does Greece have immigration immigration records? Um, there might be some. But they are not really, uh, they're not indexed, they're not digitized. And they are not of the type you would imagine. They are more, um, there is not really, I don't think there was really a format or something. You know, like you have naturalization papers, you have uh, passenger records, but you will not find them easily here. Are there discussions with my heritage about Arcadia church records? And is GreekAncestry.net going to publish more records for Arcadia? GreekAncestry.net is going to publish more records for Arcadia. Um, my heritage is not going to digitize 
create any more Greek records. We will see, however, how we can um, find ways. But Greek ancestry is going to publish more records for Arcadia, and Greek ancestry is going to digitize huge collections. Huge collections. Just wait. Just be be a bit patient. I went to Yithi to search for my birth father's birth, and they had no record there. Where are the records kept from the villages heading up to Castagna, my father's village? Did you go to the village itself? The local church books would be there. At the metropolis in Yithio, they will only have the marriage records. And of course, since they are not digitized or indexed, no one uh, is really going to search for you. So you, need, you have to go there uh, determined to do research. And of course, I, I know, I understand if you don't speak Greek, this is hard. So you will need help. Some marriage records in my heritage have only one document, which is the index book. But other ancestors may have four or five records written in Greek. Why is there a variance? As I said, there are many registrations for which the license document has not survived. And there are many licenses for which the index book registration has not survived. Let me tell you this. Um, so, as I said before, the earliest Spartan marriage license is of 1836. However, the earliest um, Metropolis of Sparta register of marriages starts in 1852. So, from 1836 to 1852, my heritage and the Metropolis of Sparta, they didn't have an, an index of all of all those licenses, right, issued in the in the meantime. So what I did was I took all the licenses which had survived for before 1852 and I created a new index based on those licenses. So I used those licenses to create an index which, you know, we would use to go back to the licenses, you know, uh, it would facilitate um, research. So from 1836 to 1852 there was no index, um, you know, uh, surviving, and we created one uh, based on the licenses. What's the difference with Greek ancestry and Hellenic genealogy geek? As you are now in air at Ancestry as I tried to get on that Hellenic site. Um, So, I'm not really, if you can uh, 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 be more clear, I didn't really get it. Um, Greek Ancestry is a business, uh, and I'm the owner of this business, and we have a website, GreekAncestry.net. The Hellenic Genealogy Geek, it's a Facebook group uh, created by Georgia Stryker Kilman from, uh, from Chicago. Uh, and it's uh, a non-profit uh, effort, so they are different in many ways, or for example on Greek ancestry you will find uh, records index and searchable, you know. Um,
MyHeritage does not have church or uh, uh, vital um, civil records from Messenia. It has voter lists from Messenia and from many other areas of Greece, but not church and civil records. Civil records only on MyHeritage, only for Corfu. Marriage records only for Sparta. Will birth and death records for Sparta eventually be on Greek ancestry? Who is asking these questions? <laughs> uh, well, I, I said I, I don't want to, to reveal much, um, but if you insist, yeah, it's very possible. Okay, it's very possible. Do you know when the Athens GAC offices will open? Are they still in lockdown? I think, I think they're still closed. I'm not sure. Greek history also has voter lists for Greece, correct? Yes, we do. However, we do not have the ones MyHeritage has. So MyHeritage has uh, indexed the Vlachoyanis collection. On Greek history, you will find another collection, the Parliament collection, as well as the Ladas collection with the older uh, records. We are not done with the Ladas yet, the older records, but we are working on it. Um, uh, it really depends on which area of Greece you're interested in. So you can always uh, just uh, send us an email and I will tell you if, you know, if there are, if we have records for this or if my heritage does. How far back do death records go? So, as I said before, the, the local priests would keep the death records uh, the church death records and it really depends on whether the, the priest kept these records and whether these records if kept have been preserved the, for my village for example Yeraki in Sparta uh, I think the the earliest church, local church records started, started in uh, 1859 I think for other villages, they start in 1913, 1920, 1930. So it really depends. Now, the civil death records, it depends on the municipality, how early they started um, recording the deaths. Um, but this is, you know, if they start in 1925, uh, a death in 1925 can take you back, uh, at least 70 years back. You know, an old man, an old woman dying in 1925, being 60 or 70 years old, would have been born uh, mid uh, 19th century. If, if you're given a father's name, you go uh, another generation back. If I heard you correctly, you said there are two municipalities in Selassia, Sparta, and missed the second one. Could you spell it? I, I didn't. I didn't say about Selassia. I just said that there are many municipalities in Laconia. Uh, so it really depends where the specific village belongs to. Also, there are administrational changes, so you need to you need to Google it or ask someone. Ask us, and we will tell you. Um, and there are two metropolises in Laconia. 
the metropolis in Sparti and the metropolis in Gifio. Arcade in Athens and local municipalities too, it would be great to access any refugee records from 1921 and 1937. I will watch to learn more as about your site. This is my first viewing. Hi, welcome. Um, you should watch our previous webinar on uh, Asia Minor uh, refugees, so it, uh, it will really help you. Um, there is, I had said last time, a photo list of Athens of 1924, which is now in my heritage. It is uh, in this Vlahogyanis photo list collection, and the many refugees of Athens are listed in there, so keep that in mind. Let's recast have photo records from the islands, specifically from the Dodecanese. That's a problem because the Dodecanese became part of Greece. The Dodecanese became part of Greece in the 1940s after World War II. So there were no Greek elections in the Dodecanese, so no voter lists. And this is the problem with the Dodecanese. We don't have uh, this type of records. You should contact the archives in uh, Rhodes, the GAC of Rhodes, and ask what they have there. For islands in general, we have from the Ionian Islands and from the Cyclades. And we also have some uh, voter lists for Lassithi in Crete. Um, let me see if there are any other questions. Um, how strict are Greeks about naming uh, their sons and daughters, giving the father's first name as the son's middle name? Does one assume that a person's middle name is the first name of the father? This was the standard. So, my name is Gregory and my paternal grandfather's name is Gregory. And since I was the first uh, child of my father, he named me Gregory. Um, after my grandfather, but there is an issue with this. Generally, yes, you can assume that if you have uh, a family's son's uh, first name, that you can infer his paternal grandfather's uh, name. But I, I said, yeah, first name and first name, yeah. Uh, but many, many children died very, very young. And this is an issue because you may, you know, like a family could have, a, a woman could give birth to 10 children and of those five would live. So you don't know the names of the first ones. So it's always, when inferring, when assuming, always keep in mind that this is a hypothesis. It's very likely, but it's not certain. Uh, same for uh, daughters, it's the same thing. Uh, imagine that uh, in my distant family, there was a woman who gave birth to 21, <laughs> 21 children. How can you know, especially if you don't have really concrete uh, records, how can you know what was the first one, the second one, you know. <laughs> 21 children, oh boy. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Templar and Masonic Order where some made changes to escape the slaughter of Christians? How do you track any of these folks? Um, 
Unfortunately, I'm not uh, an Asia Minor historian, um, so I cannot. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, if they were, I really don't know. It really depends, I guess, perhaps on the area where they ended up. What is the main difference between the Vlahoyan collection and others? There's not really a difference type-wise. It's the same type of records on the Vlahoyan collection and the Parliament collection. It's just different dates, different years, uh, and different areas in some cases. Now, the, the Lavas voter lists, they are older, they are handwritten, different type of formation. In general, if you want information on the voter lists, watch our first webinar, uh, you will find everything in there. And if there's more you want to know, just ask us. Immigration records from within Greece, Crete to Messenia. This is a long story. Um, and um, it really depends on the period you're interested in, uh, where exactly Messenia. It really depends. My grandmother's middle name is George. Can I assume her father's name was George? Ah, in Greece we don't have middle names. We don't have this. So if you have a, a document saying Stavrula, George, Christaku, George is her father's name because there is no such thing as a middle name in Greek. Uh, about any, I see here, can I hire you to access copies of records that have names of deceased, dates, and locations? Just send us, send me an email and we will discuss about it. It really depends, you know, I will tell you if there is, if there really are records for this area um, and I will tell you more. Are towns and villages now digitizing records of marriages and deaths? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. This is why we started Greek ancestry because there is a gap the, and, and records are lost on a daily basis so we need action we need people uh, and this is what we do right we digitize we index my grandfather was a priest on the island of Limnos in the 19 in 1940 uh, how would I find information on him such birth records and stuff you need to go to the specific village or the metropolis of Limnos. That's the only way. There is a black book with names of Pontians that died, plus where they were sent. Alright, for example, Pontian Greens for the Black Sea area, many were sent to Caterina and Trilophos. You should watch our previous uh, webinar, Angel Minor. Uh, I explained there in detail what records are available, and I think. Uh, they will be uh, relevant to to what you are looking for. In the U.S., I have aunts who use their husband's first name as their middle name after marriage. Hey, Georgia. Uh, yeah, but in the states. So in the states, um, uh, people use middle names, but not in Greece. Now, it's interesting you you brought this up because in Greece. Women, married women, were many times known by their husband's first and last name. So, for example, the, 
let's let's say a, a name Nikolaos Kumulis, for example. His wife would be Nikolena Kumulena. <laughs> and many women were, for this reason, the, the, their maiden names uh, were forgotten after a while. You know, after decades of being known by your husband's name, your name was forgotten. Chrysanthi is asking, ah, she's replying to Stephanie, okay. So many towns are now going online, why not then? Vital statistical records. So yeah, the, the town, t municipalities would have the civil records. But they don't have, uh, I've said this before, in Greece there's not yet an archival mentality. So people uh, still do not understand the, the importance of preserving our records. Um, I think uh, it is now time to wrap this up. I'm not sure what the topic uh, uh, next Saturday is going to be. Could be notarial records. I see there is an interest in this. Um, as I said, please go on YouTube to our uh, channel, there, Greek Ancestry, and you will find all the previous webinars. You can subscribe, you can like the videos, uh, but please subscribe, and this way you'll um, be notified when a new video is uh, uploaded, and you will also watch videos, uh, webinars you haven't already watched. Um, is there a special place for records for priests? I found a document on your website um, that if I, a priest with my family surname, I was looking for more info on him. Kathy, uh, please send me a message uh, and uh, we will look into this, okay? All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. And. Um, if there are any other questions, uh, you can always uh, reach us uh, through our website, contact, or uh, on Facebook, through our uh, Facebook page. You can like the page too. <laughs> um, so please stay in touch and uh, see you next Saturday with uh, a new topic. Thank you again for your, uh, for your support and your interest in this. We have, I see, we have 66 people watching at the moment, which is great. It's really, it's really great. Uh, so enjoy the rest of your days, everyone, and uh, see you next Saturday. Bye.